The information provided on this podcast is intended to be educational and informational only and is not considered to be formal legal advice. The listener should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Any listener in need of legal opinion upon which to rely in decision-making should consider formally engaging an attorney to review relevant facts in detail and examine the pertinent law as it applies to those facts. Hey guys, this is Adam Carswell, the founder of the Dream Chasers platform, and thank you for tuning into our content. We've got some phenomenal creators making a name for themselves on this platform, and we just want to say thank you for going on this journey with us. It's been a lot of fun over the past few years, and hey, we're just getting started. We would also like to take this moment to shine light on our sponsor, Raise Masters, the number one mastermind for elite capital raisers. To learn more about Raise Masters, you can go to raisemasters.com. That's raisemasters.com. And again, thank you for investing your most valuable resource with us, your time. Now kick back and enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Estate Milestones, where we explore fascinating topics in commercial real estate with knowledgeable industry experts. I'm your host, Ben Malik, and I'm a young real estate professional who is passionate about adding value to people's lives through the incredible power of real estate. My goal is to help you discover what the heck is going on in the industry and how you can get involved. This is Real Estate Milestones, where your future in real estate lies just around the corner. Hello, everybody. This is Ben, and I'm coming to you from New Orleans. We've got Raju Dotla. Where are you from? Or where are you recording from, Raju? From Dallas, Texas. Awesome. Well, could you introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. So let's go back to my background. I guess I'll go from my background. Uh, you know, obviously, I am people who can see me. I'm in from India a long time ago, 30 years ago. A little over 30 years ago now, I came to do my master's computer science. My background is computer science, everything in computer science. I did computers when basically we had green boxes uh, from mainframe punch boxes to everything now. So anyway, uh, you know, was 20 year career there, 25 plus years career in computers, computers, software development, leadership roles and all that stuff. But for a little over four years ago, I pivoted. A um, little bit of history there was, you know, 24 years ago, I divorced and I was looking for options, mostly thinking about startups, another startup, because I was involved in a startup, it didn't work out. I was looking for another startup. And then somebody, you know, my ex boss hit me up with the business, um, you know, and it kind of became started as a side hustle. Now I'm, you know, planning it to be full-time hustle, but basically it was, that's what led to real estate uh, story. Basically what it was, was we provide services for homes and businesses, basically utilities, internet, TV, all that stuff. And for real estate investors, it was another avenue to make, make extra cash flow on their properties and stuff. And that's how I connected with a lot of real estate investors. And that led me about three plus years ago to invest first time in a seller finance. And then pretty much, you know, now I've done Airbnb, I've done a um, couple of other JV deals, now actively doing tax deeds. Uh, led me, the biggest thing that did also for me, the whole services business is personal development and personal growth, 
big, became a junkie of it. Like back in 2017, I read uh, Think and Grow Rich was my first book. Now, that wasn't the first book I ever read about personal development. Back when I was 2021, I read Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. But that, at that time, my mind wasn't there where it is now. But now Dale Carnegie book, I've read it 15, 16 times. I read it every five, six months now, you know, once uh, to refresh myself. Um, but yeah, that led me to a lot of personal development, podcasting, you know, connecting with a lot of people, learning a lot about real estate and other avenues. So here I am now, you know, um, have now, uh, you know, have business in real estate, I have business in services. I also have an IT business I recently started just like two, three weeks ago. So, and I have a full-time consulting gig. So, yeah, that's a lot of good stuff. There's uh, many, many questions and uh, a lot to unpack there. So great. Uh, well, let's uh, take it to the beginning. What was your first milestone in real estate? And if it was the deal, could you tell us a little bit about that? I think you, you mentioned um, your first deal. Yeah, so uh, like, as I mentioned, so I was meeting a lot of real estate investors through my services business. And then uh, that led me to someone I, you know, I started, uh, you know, getting to know someone for a year. You know, he was a big time seller finance guy. We're talking big time in the sense he's done about, uh, I don't know, eight to 10,000 houses or more. Can you just uh, re recap what seller financing is for anyone who might not know? So seller finance is when uh, there are two ways uh, it can be described. It can be described seller finance or owner finance. There's different terms used for that. So, you know, so basically what it is, is, and it can be done different ways. So we don't want to get into too much complication here for basics is a person is being the bank when he sells it to a seller and they're paying him the mortgage He's the note holder. And so instead of having a bank, the person who's selling to you is the one that you're paying the mortgage payments to. So it's kind of like exactly. they have the, a note. Right. Yeah. And they they and they have the same or they still are exposed to the real estate industry, but they don't have to do any of the, the hard labor work. Exactly. So they, they don't have to take care of the toilets and you know, all that stuff. They still are making cash flow, right? From the you know, property they have, um, almost like a rental payment they're getting, except they don't have to take care of the, you know, appliances, nothing. All the headaches of maintaining the house is going to the homeowner who's paying a premium because he can't get the traditional loan. Great, that's yeah. So that's where, yeah, that was my first deal. I didn't know anything about it. I, you know, I know now a little bit about it or more than a little bit about it now. But before I had no idea about uh, what it was. All I knew was the guy and trusted him. Uh, because he's helped me out with other things that he didn't gain anything from. Um, and then when I said, hey, I want to dump it into some real estate, but I don't know much real estate. He said, yeah, give it to me. I'll take care of it. And yeah, that's how I started. And for a year, I didn't do anything else other than that. And then I jumped into Airbnb and now a couple of passive investments, another couple of, and now tax deed, jumping into tax deed. So Anyway. Yeah. So it sounds like you got a pretty fortunate start having a, a good connection. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, what, like, is networking a big part? I think, I think I'm pretty sure that networking is a big part of your life, but, um, you know, is, would you attribute your enjoyment of networking to, to your finding your first deal? And could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. I mean, network is everything. It doesn't matter what business area you're in, investing, whatever. It doesn't matter. 
if you're, even if you're in a job, your success is dictated by your network. Your network is your network. That's number one thing to remember for anybody. If you do not have a network, then you're not going to do, going to do well in any line of work. Doesn't matter. Um, as an IT guy, I wasn't big networking because I was so confident about my skill set. I didn't care. I would get paid highly anyway. Doesn't matter. Um, not that I was like a you know a guy who you know like an Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg or anything, but you know I do well. You know I can pay a good decent amount of money, so I never cared till I got into you know entrepreneurship. That's when I learned the critical part about networking. Uh, I was deemed an introvert, antisocial, actually, four years ago, for four and a half years ago. Versus now, people don't even like who didn't who don't know me from before do not know the difference. Like they don't think like you an introvert really. So yeah, I that's agree. how dramatically <laughs> the mental shift can be, right? Yeah. So yeah, talking about that, that's where I became interested in people. So yeah, that led to networking, always being curious. Um, as we talked about, I enjoy connecting people. So that creates a bigger network. Once you start connecting people, people would want to connect to you. So yeah, by no means. So I think you're an uh, introvert, <laughs> or at least you don't come across as one, but uh-huh. yeah, that's pretty cool. And I guess it, you know, may have to do with mindset, which we'll get into a little, little bit later in the show. Um, mm-hmm. But I was also wondering if you've had any failures in your entrepreneurship or, re, or real estate endeavors so far, and what have you learned from that? If so, and um, yeah, could you tell us a little bit, little bit about that? So here's the thing to learn, right? There's no failures. There's only lessons learned. So, you know, even even let's say go to my you know marriage, you know, divorce. It's a 20, 20 year marriage, right? So 20, yeah, 21 years almost. It's not a failure. It's a lesson learned. Yeah, it's a long lesson, right? They're good and bad. Uh, there's no good right or wrong about it. It's just something, it wasn't a fit and, you know, it didn't work out, but, you know, God get kids and all that stuff. Similarly, in my job, here's the funny part. In my job, in my IT, I actually wrote this down a long, long time ago. Uh, failures are stepping stepping stones to success. Now, that a lot of people have said now, but at that time, I didn't read it from anybody. I thought I came up with something <laughs> great, <laughs> uh, but it wasn't, or, I guess it wasn't original. It was my own thing, but I only deemed it in like an IT terms because in IT, you know, when you're doing, you know, software development, whatever you're doing, the more mistakes you make, the more you learn, the faster you learn. So that was always evident to me, but I didn't learn that, put that into practice in business world or relationship world and all that stuff. I didn't translate that. But when I came to entrepreneurship, I realized that that's what it is. You know, failure is, I don't know. It's not, it's not a failure. It's, it's just didn't work out. Yeah. I agree with that. And I, yeah, I think there's a lot to be learned from your failures and, um, I mean, lots to learn from every experience, but definitely if you don't, I feel like in, in some ways, if you don't fail, you're not, you know, not trying something ambitious enough. And I think I've heard some other people say that, but um, what, what, I've, what I think is really interesting about what you're saying, and, and I happen to agree, is that 
some people can see failure as a bad thing, but also a learning experience. But for you, it seems like, you know, failure is not even like the word failure. It has like a negative connotation, but like to you, it's just not. And, you know, in a way it's different because now it's a, a mindset thing versus just a failure learning thing. So, I mean, could you elaborate a little bit more on how um, your mindset plays a role in, in this belief system and then in your life in general? Sure, sure. Now, I'm not saying, you know, going back to failure, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I don't get uh, down on stuff when things don't work out the way I wanted to. I'm not saying that at all. Everybody will have that, right? right? We get those. Yeah. So in that case, yeah, you know, I can go back to even Airbnb recently. I talked that, like, you know, there's so many lessons learned there. Again, failures because of failure, something failing, right? But I didn't, I didn't get anything in real estate that was very dramatic that, you know, I felt like was dramatic and unrecoverable. Uh, nothing in life so far. I mean, the biggest thing was probably the divorce because you don't get married to think, you know, you're getting a divorce. You get married to think your life, you know, life for life married, right? That's how, well, normal people anyway. I don't know. Some people, you know, they don't <laughs> think maybe permanent, but um, anyway, in our, in, in our culture, anyway, that's that's how it's deemed. You're right. you, you, It's not just marriage between two people. It's marriage between two families generations of families so in that in that way that's why i said you know but there there you know lots of bumps i've learned you know real estate wise not too many bumps because in the, like for example the airbnb what i've learned is one of the big lessons i learned if i go and go back to lessons is before i get into the mindset part is you know having a good partner and really making sure you're on the same page is very important. Yeah. So it's not that they're bad people. It's just that you both are not on the same page. You're not working towards the same things. Um, so that's one big lesson I learned. We are in good terms and everything, but it still, it didn't work out the way because I was planning and vision having multiple properties and growing this big together. But they had different visions. They had different ways of doing things. I thought, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a pure partnership. It was purely a business. Because partnership, I believe, has to have a good friendship too. Yeah, definitely. And I think the alignment of interest is something you were hitting on a little bit. And definitely to know that you're going the same direction um, is a big, a big key. And I think also mm -hmm. oh, the biggest key is complementary skills. Like you know, maybe you're deficient in some re respect and, you know, you, you find a partner that can make up for that. And it's the, the who, not how mentality in a way too, because, um, you know, if I want to close on a deal, am I going to first go to law school for three years, get a law degree and then close on the deal? Or am I just going to hire a lawyer? And um, mm -hmm. that same mindset can work with, um, you know, any sort of partnership when you're trying to accomplish a goal that requires many skills that you might not necessarily have. So, yeah, I think that's a really good lesson. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, so I mean, let's take it a little bit more into the the mindset parts. I know you have mm -hmm. some good points of views on there that I've I've learned a lot in our conversation so far. So um, yeah, could you you know elaborate on that? Sure. So there's several things, right? So obviously, we you know everything works off mindset. You know, people. You know, when mindset is many different things, right? That you can go in different directions about that. So a lot of people think it's just talking positive stuff, rah, 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 and all that stuff. That's great. Yes, that is critical, having a positive attitude and positive outlook. 
But what I've learned is also spirituality. So I was not, you know, three years ago, three and a half years ago, you know, from age of 15 till probably three, three and a half years ago, I, I, I deemed myself an atheist. So not a hardcore like, oh, you know, anybody talks to me about God or religion, I jump on them. No, I'm like, hey, you believe whatever, cool with me. Just don't expect me to believe what you believe in. You know, as long as you're not going to, you know, uh, propagate violence and, you know, say something nasty to me, I'm good with you. You do whatever. But that changed three, three and a half years ago through my, you know, personal development journey. When I realized science and God, whatever you deem, merge with our quantum theory, quantum physics. And there's other theories, um, you know, um, not to go, you know, uh, I forgot his name, but string theory. There's a lot of theory. You go into science, there's a merge there. So that yeah. got me into spirituality, mindset, imagination, meditation. I go deep into meditation. I've done a lot of deep stuff in meditation now. I'll probably go even do deeper stuff uh, in the future. I have some goals. But that's where, you know, it started with the books. You know, I've done things like Landmark. Uh, anybody who hasn't had an introduction to Landmark, I would highly recommend them go looking into Landmark worldwide and doing courses there uh, it could be a game changer for them um, life changer uh, not only for them but people around them family friends could be change, life changers for them but yeah that's that's that was the critical thing because talking about introvert I, that's how i went from introvert to extrovert introvert i would say i can be with myself for a day or two doesn't matter to me i don't need anybody but i can also be with people yeah, that's a great mindset. And uh, I, I resonate with that a lot personally. Um, I also love how we just went into theology and astrophysics um, on a real estate podcast. But that's the that's the awesome, awesome part of about, um, about podcasting for sure. And uh, I, I love to talk about that stuff because I do. I spend a lot of my time thinking about the same thing. Um, I think that some people might think that science and and theology or religion or belief in God can't, are mutually exclusive. Like you can't believe in both, but um, I mean, why not have everything that is unknown be in the realm of, you know, a higher power and, mm -hmm. you know, the things that we can prove scientifically that, um, you know, that's the things that we, we know exist and we know how, how they work. So, I mean, like some people say there's a the God of the margins, which I think mm -hmm. is a pretty interesting way of thinking about it. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, also with, quantum with quantum theory there's there's all these interesting things it's like wow like how do we, there's no way we can even figure this out you know like with like <laughs> like quantum superposition with um quantum entanglement it's just like we have no idea how these things actually work it's just like all it's very theoretical so i think that you know there's there's room for a higher being in in consciousness and in um in in science so i like i like that that's where we're going with this um you I mean, you know, have any last thoughts before we, we speak about a little bit more real estate related topics? Yeah, no, I wanted to, you know, go, go back to the whole quantum theory is the whole thing about it is the notion that there's this uh, all powerful God up there is what I had an issue with before. Right. That there's someone being there. That's where the notion is wrong. It's having that notion that there's something one powerful being. No. 
that's not what quantum theory everything is proving right now is it's not about that it's everybody is connected to each other one thing is we are all made up of the same thing everything in the world ultimately is energy ultimately is an energy that's it so doesn't matter what it's being made of so then all these energies are connected, interconnected. That's what quantum theory and all these other theories prove. And that's what the whole law of attraction works because you attract what you believe, truly believe, and you know, think about, right? Which is basically the, the like, like attracting like. And that's the, that's the whole theory about like before that was the issue I had before, like, hey, where is this God up there? You know, there's no God up there. But once I understood, it's not God up there. It's God in you, God in plan, God in everything. It's the particles. It's we are all interconnected. And that kind of whole shifted for me. Then I started understanding, oh, yeah, this, this makes sense. You know, um, in thinking this really, you know, the, this is where religion and spirituality kind of I guess separate religion. Religion is about a rigid set of structures, and religious teachings have a lot of good in it, and a lot of them teach the same thing. Yeah, it's in different ways. I agree. Yeah. yeah, that's the people don't get, and a lot of them teach actually spirituality, not like one yeah. God, nothing. But people are stuck in their own thing, belief what they're you know they're bought up with. Um, the last word on that is if anybody, you know, uh, can read this book, uh, Conversations with God by, uh, you yeah, know, I forgot the uh, guy's name, but that, that's a must read book. If, if you want to read, uh, you know, um, something about spirituality going beyond, you know, your traditional thinking. Yeah, I really like, uh, I really, I want to read that a lot because I, I love reading on these topics and, um, my recommendations would be the untethered soul and the power of yeah. now, both of those. You go into and uh, Michael A. Singer. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Amazing books. Uh -huh. Yeah, I mean, just completely changed the perspective and like allowed me to, you know, see the world completely differently. Where like I'm going through life creating my own meaning rather than looking for meaning and searching for it in in places, yep. you know. And that's the only way you really can do it. And um, I mean, it just completely shifted my philosophy from you know how can I make money to how can I add value add value to the world. And um, right. so I'm I'm obsessed with adding value to the world part of my motivation for having this podcast and um, i'm awesome. sure i'll get compensated for it in some way but you know i all i need is enough to live and be able to continue adding value so um yeah awesome. definitely recommend all these these books um learned learned a lot and and been really helpful in my life cool so shifting back to real estate um mm -hmm. what are you looking at now i know you spoke a little bit about real estate uh deeds i mean mm -hmm. i don't know if many people know what that is but i think it's pretty interesting could you could you give us a little bit of background and then you know what you're looking at so yeah tax deed means many people think it's tax liens which lien is separate different so there's i mean re, that's one thing about real estate is um if you're noise then you got to understand you know if you're if you're someone who hasn't done much real estate then you got to understand there's so many different ways to do real estate so many different ways. And then second part of that is do not try to do everything. Try to stick to one or two, three different things or one, two, three different things. Don't try to do everything. Then you get lost and you do nothing. Um, so the time like sometimes, <laughs> you know, yeah, when you're new, you kind of, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm feeling that's it natural. Out. 
Yeah, yeah, there's so much to learn about. And look, I'm interviewing all these guests and they'll have this one, one or two, three things. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Let's do that. And so every week I'm either shifting my focus or, you know, at this point, I just feel like I'm learning and deciding and, you know, figuring out what's what's possible. And you know, when I look back, I didn't even realize how much I've learned, but then I can have a conversation with anyone I've already heard of, heard of it. And then I can ask like educated questions and learn more. So it's good to have that base of a lot of things, but yeah, yeah, that's what you learn when you talk to people. So yeah, so yeah, tax deed is uh, basically not going into entire tax lien deed um, background. Is basically you buy a property for the tax owed, which is sold by counties, states, whatever the case, cities. Every state is different, so it's only in certain states you can buy a tax deed property. So that's what I'm doing now, finding those properties. I got a mentor coach, essentially I paid for the coaching, working with him. And then, you know, basically these will be pennies on the dollar. So a property worth, uh, I don't know, 60, 70K, I might get it for, you know, two to to $5,000. Um, but finding them is the key point, you know, that's the critical thing. You got to find that, that's, that's what is teaching me how to find those. And the idea there is if it's in a good shape, because most of them most likely are abandoned properties, right? They're not probably in a great shape. So at that point, if it's worth something, wholesale it off. But if in luckily I get something in a pretty good shape, then just put a few thousand dollars in, you know, five, four, five thousand, clean up whatever, do rent it out or do Airbnb on it. Um, because Airbnb is still on something I'm going to do. Uh, that's my intention because I already kind of know the system and what to do there. Uh, plus I found some resources recently that will make it easy for me to do Airbnb anywhere. Um, so that's where my future is. But then, yeah, my goal is not just tech. I mean, I, I, I'm going to, I, I like passive in, investing or residual income. Um, so the goal is I'll be investing in a lot of these commercial deals, multifamily, storage units, you name it, triple net leases, whatever comes my way, hotels. There's a lot of different options. Yeah. When you're passive, when you're a passive investor, you have to, I guess, you know, understand the business plan to the most respect, but really leave it up to the operator. If you're, you yep. know, trying to tinker in all these different places, but it's good for diversity and there's a lot of pros and there's a lot for each of them. And there's a lot of, you know, benefits of, individual deals you know might make sense at certain times so it's yeah like i like how you specialize but also keep your keep your mind open to possibilities that's that's really cool and mm -hmm. so um you know just to flesh out the, the the tax deeds a little bit more um mm -hmm. what i imagined was this is i might be thinking of tax liens but when when you purchase a tax lien you're pretty much the municipality um mm -hmm. you know doesn't want to for or pursue foreclosure or doesn't want to um mm -hmm. you know hunt this guy like some, some homeowner down to get them to pay their, their taxes. But, um, so they sell off these, these liens so that now you're the person who's collecting the taxes. And if you collect, you get a certain return because you get the tax money, or if they don't pay you, you get to foreclose, um, which some of the municipal municipality doesn't want to deal with. So mm -hmm. for deeds, is it already at the point where, you know, you're going to foreclose? Yep. No, there's right. It's already been, uh, you know, every, everything has been done. So they're they're at the point that yeah the buyer does uh, you know whatever the owner is no longer in the in the picture almost pretty much so wow. they pretty wow. much abandoned the property kind of deal 
So how do you find these things? So this, this sounds like, you know, a gold mine. Yeah, I mean, that's the critical part. You got to go, you know, again, I'm learning this myself. So it's pretty much, you know, you got to go to online, search for those, how to vet those, right? So how you find those is probably go search online for tax deeds, right? And then find where, you know, there's like, um, I don't know, like Arkansas, right? Arkansas is a good tax deed uh, uh, area, but quite a bit, you know, my understanding over there is crappy properties. It's not the, the deeds that are there are not worth something because I find, found practically myself that uh, what I thought was, oh, I got this 70, 80K property for $10,000. And then I find out it's a land. It's not even freaking property. Although everywhere it says it's a, I don't know, two, three bedroom house. So that's the problem. So very, you know, finding that, that that's a, that's a whole, you know, deep dive topic. Um, so yeah, basically that's how we, you know, the basics of, of it are, yeah, there are resources available online. You go find those. But the tricky part is how do you vet those? Who do you call? All that stuff is much more deep. Um, more, you know, I'm actually learning that stuff myself right now. You know, that's what he's teaching me because if I knew what to do there, I wouldn't need his coaching. You know, I wouldn't pay a lot of chunk of change I paid for the coaching. It's a pretty good chunk of change I paid for it. So yeah, he's teaching me how to read those. How do you verify if it's even worth bidding for, right? So all that stuff is critical because finding the properties is one thing, but 90% of my, they might be just crap. There's not worth, worth much. Yeah, They might be empty lots, right? But you go Google it, you, you, you know, Zillow says it's a three bedroom and then you go there, there's nothing there. There's an empty lot, uh, which is not worth much, you know, not worth that 70, 80K you thought. Maybe it's worth five, 10,000, which is less than what the taxes are owed on it. So, right. so, yeah, that's the tricky part is, yeah, you go search online, you can do that tax deeds. And then, you know, you can find those uh, listed, you know, different counties have different listings. Uh, it's a lot of research there. And then, yeah then you have to vet it. And that's the tricky part, how to vet them, how to find that. You know, I, I actually, I learned the uh, lesson there, there too, that I spent money on doing the research. After I talked to my coach, he showed me, you know, where to do it without any money. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I should have talked to you first. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, that's what you're paying for. So too. that's a critical thing. So I would say better, you know, somebody who knows tax, because it's a pretty big, uh, you know, a lot of information on it. There might be books on it. I haven't read books on it. Um, like you, same thing. Ta that's what I understood. Tax liens, not tax deeds. Um, I knew you could make them into tax deeds, but if the person didn't pay or whatever after a certain number of years, you could do that. But I didn't know that there's straight off tax deed sales where you can buy, buy these off pennies on the dollar. Um, well, like I said, the trick part is finding those, go, you know, gold nuggets in the lot of the dirt. Right. <laughs> totally. And so could you give us your most recent milestone um, in real estate? 
Um, I mean, a recent milestone is I've uh, done the two JV deals. Um, so one is hopefully coming to fruition soon. Now the JV deals a joint venture. Technically it says joint venture, but I didn't do crap on it, nothing. It's basically a friend of mine. Again, same thing. You know, I've known him for a year, year and a half now. Uh, he's giving me a great, he's taking care of everything. Even the loan is on his name and I'm just getting part of the profit. Oh, wow. So that's what I'm doing. So that's where, you know, when you connect with people, these, you build those relationships, you can trust them then, because it's a, that's an important factor because I've introduced him to other, my friends of mine, but they didn't invest with them because they were waiting for me to invest first. Uh -huh. um, and that's how I kind of started. Okay, dude, I think I have to do one with you because I, I'm introducing to a lot of people. <laughs> None of them are ready to do it because they don't see anybody they know I'm invested with you. So, all right, all right, I'm going to trust you and do it. And then, well, that's great. So, <laughs> and look, your network is your net worth. We, we keep saying pretty it, much. But, but yeah, yeah, it is pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. so, right. So, let's do it. Let's get into the lightning round. Mm -hmm. um, we got we got four questions and then they're going to get increasingly harder. So, I hope you're ready. Mm -hmm. So first, what superpower would you want if you could choose any superpower? Um, being in the moment now, always, regardless of what's happening. Yeah, that's good. I think that's a it's an attainable one too. If you try try pretty hard, or you know, hone your hone your skills and your your mindset. So it's a good one. Mm -hmm. Um, so what's your favorite book, or what's the one that helped you most? And I know we've mentioned a few, but uh, any others? Yeah, I mean, other than Think and Grow Rich, it's a hard choice between uh, conversations with God, untethered soul. Mm -hmm. And I'm like kind of also leaning towards The Greatest Secret by Rhonda Byrne. Untethered soul and, uh, you know, because Power of Now was great too, but Untethered Soul just blew my mind Yeah. after Think and Grow Rich. And then conversations with God, the second or third reading is started to starting to blow my mind over and over again. The first time was good, but the second, third time I started reading it, it just it, whenever I read it, it like really elevates me. Like it puts me in a high spirit. Uh, yeah, it's that's amazing. how I feel about the untethered soul. Yeah, untethered just, soul. If I if I read every morning, I think every day would be the best day. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so actually, you know, I should read it again. But yeah, I've read a bunch of those books all around the same time. Um, I knew about how to win friends and influence people, but I hadn't read it until you were like, yo, read this. Like, it's time to read it. And I read it and it was like, it was revolutionary. I just loved picking up the phone with a smile. That was my favorite piece of advice, you know, just like exuding positivity. And um, I, I think it fits in with the law of attraction well and like being positive and you attract positive people and then it feeds your positivity and it's a positive feedback loop and it's just like makes helps you know life be yeah you create meaning with through it so yeah um, i've made uh, cold calls 700 800 cold calls because of those principles <laughs> yeah definitely i that's i guess i've i've been doing that also because um i've had a bunch of cold calling in my in my past few years in real estate but yeah it's awesome so what motivates you every day just what i'm looking my future who I'm going to be in the future. Uh, Matthew McConaughey said it the best. His hero is the 10, year, 10 years future him. So yeah, that's what motivates me. Uh, what am I going to be in the future? What, or what I'm looking to be in the future. 
you know what? This is a good opportunity to, to mention something that I've never told anyone to this, but it's not a secret. So why not? I actually do this thing where I, whenever I feel like it, I'll record a thing called note to self, which is where I, I talk to my future self and just, you know, tell them about what's going on now. And like, I can't wait to look back on it and see like how far I've come and how far I've grown. And um, just like, it's a way of keeping a, a journal without, you know, I think a journal is a little bit harder to get the full experience. Um, I mean, you obviously can't really get it with audio either, but I think uh, I just like doing it. And I haven't listened back to en- on any of them yet, but I'm, I'm waiting for a time where I'm just like, wow, like, look at that silly kid. Or wow, like, look, look at what he's thinking. Like he just came up with the epiphany that made him a, a, a millionaire or whatever. So that's, yeah. yeah that's hey, a, you might write a book like Matthew McConaughey wrote. He wrote a book because of his journals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe. May so mm-hmm. what advice, the last one is, what, what advice would you give to someone who has a follow in your footsteps? Ah, uh, well, follow in my footsteps. I, I would say do it earlier. I mean, like, um, biggest thing is like someone like you, right? Like, you know, learn from you is you got in, you're getting into personal development and everything very early in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is like a game changer which is what I actually I shared that with Adam too. Like, man, dude, you're awesome, man. You're, you're already there where I wanted to be a long time yeah, ago. So yeah, you're starting early, right? If you're listening, doesn't matter real estate, whatever you do, get into personal development, read books constantly, even 10 minutes a day, every day. Do it. I do, do yeah, it I do now. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. <laughs> You can do it like I do it every morning, you know, starting, you know, I, you know, my bathroom material is personal development books. I mean, whatever it works, right? Whatever works for you, do it. Yeah, I agree. Because when I read personal development books, I like have these epiphanies and I'm like, wow, like someone who's 55 in a midlife crisis just had the same epiphany. And now I'm going to spend the next 35 years knowing what he just figured out. And like, exactly. then that gives me this like feeling of elation, like, like how powerful I am or to know that like I'm setting myself up on a, a life of fulfillment and um, you know, meaning. And it's a, uh, it's, yeah. So I can't recommend it enough. So, gotcha. Yeah. Wait, by the way, I'm, I'm turning 55 this, uh, this, uh, this year. So. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> imagine me uh, on the, on the other side of the table one day. I can uh-huh. imagine exactly. how much I have to, to say, it's like, Oh, you asked me about books. And I just go like a hundred <laughs> books. Um, but yeah, so since I put you on the spot with the lightning round, um, I want to give you a chance for revenge. So ask me anything you'd want to know about me. Um, I guess, yeah. You know, what, what got you to jump onto essentially real estate then? Who, who inspired you? Yeah, I have a lot of inspirations. Um, one of my biggest inspirations is the fact that my mother is a real estate attorney and has been, um, I've been overhearing the lingo ever since I was a baby pretty much probably in the womb on conference calls um so i've always always been around it and i'm absorbing it in that sense but um her clients are like pretty big uh big companies like i, I don't know name specifics but you know big ones like blackstone and and uh tishman or you know these big developers and um i didn't realize that individuals could own real estate and own commercial real estate so when i realized that syndication was a thing i was like oh my God, like the game has changed. Like I can be in some of these commercial deals that thought were exclusive to institutions. Um, mm-hmm. So when I, so I guess another one of my inspirations would be Anthony Scandariato, who is the first person I interviewed on this podcast. 
Um, and mm-hmm. he introduced me to the world of syndication and multifamily with his podcast, Discovering Multifamily, which I've listened to probably every episode. Um, but yeah, so that's where I've, I guess somewhere along that, along that line, I've been, I guess, or since my bar mitzvah, I've been investing in the stock market. Um, and then I started realizing, like, look at all these people who I'm investing in, like, I don't even know them. It's like, they're, I'm supposedly supposed to just trust them to create the value that is my investment. Or I realized that I started wanting to be the person who creates value for my own investments. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, I feel like real estate is one of the best conduits to add value. Um, and it's just why I'm trying to invest mostly in real estate, because I think it's just the best way to add value to the world, um, you know, along with take advantage of a lot of incentives um, and benefits and lifestyle and aligns with my lifestyle of wanting to have passive cash flow so I can spend time doing what I want with the people I want. Gotcha. Well, what's the biggest lesson you learned so far? Um, oh, my God. There's so many. And I, I guess we have to narrow it down. So let's one say. Lesson. Yeah, one. Well, you know, what? let's go with your your network is your net worth, because honestly, without any of the thing without networking, I wouldn't have learned, you know, I wouldn't have, or I guess even like listening to podcasts in a way is networking and uh, definitely creating a podcast is networking, but you know, I wouldn't know some of these books that have been like essential to my life. I wouldn't have, you know, met the person who told me to listen to Anthony's podcast. I wouldn't have learned about syndication. I wouldn't have, you know, met Adam Carswell or Hunter. I wouldn't have gone to this real estate conference that I went to in January. And, mm-hmm. you know, all these things are like crucial parts of my life and part my journey, my journey through education and learning and investing in real estate. So um, ultimately it's all roots from networking and um, I'm never going to stop. And I hope anyone who hasn't started starts and um, continues, continues. Cause it's great. Yep. That's a great lesson. Awesome. Awesome. Man. Well, great. Uh, you know, great talking to you, man. I, I look forward to hearing what uh, this comes or uh, comes out of this, I guess. Yeah. I'm excited for, for my future as well. And for, um, you know, staying, staying connected and, um, you know, how could people reach out to you if they want to connect with you? Best is uh, LinkedIn. I'm active on LinkedIn and I believe uh, all professionals should connect on LinkedIn. At least I know there's politics going on in LinkedIn, which is an issue. You know, you get, you know, you, you don't want to speak out of turn, I guess, over there, but LinkedIn is still the best professional. You know, I don't get on other social media platforms that much. Facebook, I'm there, but I don't do much on Facebook. So LinkedIn, Raju Datla, reach out to me. Uh, I love to see what value I can provide to anybody, um, you know, either real estate or my services business, either way, you know, um, awesome. whatever I can do to help. Heck, even IT side, if I can provide anybody some information about IT, you know, let me know, I guess. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever you guys, uh, anybody wants to reach out to me, I'm open to, as long as you're not selling me something. So <laughs> I'll take it, I'll buy it. But, you know, let's not sell first, you know, let's right, become right, friends right. first. And then, yeah, yeah. then yeah, we can I sell think, it to each other. <laughs> yeah. And becoming friends first, even if you were trying to sell something is a better way. Because I realized even if your product can do a million things, you just got to figure out the one thing that your product solves in, ter- in terms of the, the one problem that the person you talk to has once you know that all the other features don't, don't even matter it only matters exactly. if you solve the problem so yeah exactly. i mean i totally resonate with that and uh yeah <laughs> look we're, we're in the sign off and we still got some wisdom to share great great so all right raju it's been a pleasure and um hope everyone or thank thank you to everyone who spent their time with us and uh looking forward to the next episode all right bye-bye Thanks, man.